This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Trying something new in a vulnerable uh, as a whole in that we want to try to create a a space for me to have a vulnerable moment. Um, You know, I really am so proud of the podcast because I'm not catering just to celebrity gossip. Uh, I have been really enjoying having a diverse slate of guests. Pete jumped out at me because first and foremost, he seems like a nice person. What I love about making my own content is that I can choose who I collaborate with for the most part. And if somebody seems like they're ego-driven or they're stuck in their trauma in a way that might toxic for me I don't do that uh Pete's a really great guy and um you know sometimes creators and influencers get a bad rap we talk about it being sort of a derogatory term but we're talking about a person who's had a you know an upbringing with a mom who you know lives in a miniature house and he makes a joke of the fact that when he goes into his home he breaks his back but it, it it's a really beautiful thing to see and I am so proud of the fact that we can create a moment in time where you guys can come to understand uh, just how different everyone's lives are and how he really is a resilient and happy person. He doesn't let certain things about feeling othered in his life define him. He thrives. And I like to experience um, you know, new perspectives with vulnerable, and I hope you enjoy that too. You you are such an interesting person, Pete. Do you hear that a lot? I do. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like it, it's. I feel like everyone else is so interesting because you know I, you know, grew up in a family of dwarves, for example, and I'm like I can never understand when people are born into an aversite family. I'm like that's weird, that's really awkward. <laughs> like, like I can't like, even imagine getting married. Like that's weird. Like that whole thing. Like it's confusing to me. You know. Well, I'm so happy because you brought your children's book, Little Imperfections: A Tall Tale of Growing Up Different, and I'm 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 going to ask you to sign it. Because I fully intend on reading this to my kids. Yay! Oh. It's so beautiful. Can you tell me about um, how old the book is and, and when you decided that, did you feel called to do it? Yeah, so I have a good, really good friend who I've known for like 10 years. His name is Rockwell Sands, one of the co-writers. And I approached him and I was like, okay, these videos I do with my mom are like, they go viral and like super viral. And oh yeah, I should mention you're a massive TikTok star. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, your mom is also a massive TikTok star yes. and, and will adopt me as soon as I can plot to join your family. Yes, and she probably would too. She, 
is the sweetest woman on earth. Um, but basically, like, I showcase in my videos, like, me doing stuff around her house. And, I mean, I break my back every time I'm at her <laughs> house because I'm, like, a giant. Like, I'm not just average height. I'm, like, above average height. Yeah. And I was, like— How tall are you? I'm 6'2". Yeah. So I was forced to, like, you know, grow up in that environment. And, you know, going back to that now, I'm, like— <laughs> <laughs> so I like showcase that in some of my videos and I talked to my buddy and I was like, you, we should like co-write like a children's book about kind of the progression of everything. And then the end message should be like, okay, no matter how you feel different, you know, like it's your perspective and it's not a weakness. It's a strength. And you can like, it's your own like lens of your life that you can broadcast to other people and teach them. And, um, and so that was kind of like the fire, I guess, and the inspiration. And then we just ran with it. Wow, it's so funny how, you know, virality is a double-edged sword. It's like it, it can either be such a motivator for change in a positive way, and then um, it can also be kind of difficult because if you fall on the wrong side of TikTok or the wrong side of Instagram or even YouTube, it, it can be served to a certain type of person that's just ill-equipped to handle your content, <laughs> I guess is the best way of saying. You're a troll, you're a jerk, and why are you commenting? So have you, I mean, like, how have you dealt with that? Like, uh, off the top of my head, I'm sure that there's been comments. I mean, we're lucky enough, at least with, like, the family-friendly content, because um, I do variety. But, like, with stuff with my family, people have been so accommodating. They've been like, oh, thank you for opening, you know, my mind to this. Or thank you for, like, helping me, like, understand how to talk to a short person or how you feel or you know, how, how I relate with you or whatever. And I don't know. It's been, like, overwhelmingly, like, nice. Like, people have been, of course, you'll get the troll who, you know, just say whatever they want for attention. really weird. Yeah, it's really truly for attention, isn't it? Yeah, and I don't understand that. But I'm yeah. like, maybe they're just They're hurting. Sad. Hurt people, yeah, yeah, hurt people. I think it's really interesting how collectively we are all aware of that now to where it's, like, they're the only people not in on it. I'm really happy about that. Like, I've always been the kind of person who's been, like, a try-hard, where I always wanted to like people. Want, I wanted them to like me. Same. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Every, yeah, my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and do, so I guess, like, in the book, you talk a little bit about how you forgot. I saw a page here. It was beautifully illustrated. And it was like, I forgot sometimes to tell my friends that, you know, my family is their LP. Yes? Yeah, yep. And LP is short for little person. And... Um, you know, they would come and they would be like, oh, I didn't realize your family. <laughs> I mean, I would just forget to tell them like one specific story in seventh grade. I'll never forget it. First day of middle school, like trying to be cool, you know, like wearing like the bigger clothes, like sagging the pants little, yeah, you know, yeah. like, oh, it's like new me, you know, new school. <laughs> seventh so, grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I met this new friend and I was like, oh, I think he's one of the popular kids. And so I was really excited about it. I invite him home. I forgot to even like ask my family or like tell him anything because I was just so in my head about everything. Mm -hmm. And um, we get to my house. I open the door. My family's just sitting on like these miniature chairs and couches. Because everything's miniature? Exactly. Or it's just, it's just downsized essentially? Um, both. Okay. <laughs> I guess depending on the room. Okay. <laughs> and I open the door and he like... Stay, like he could not compute. Like something was going on in his mind. He, like his face was... <laughs> like <laughs> and, then, and then I was like oh this is my family he did this weird awkward like <laughs> and my mom was like hi you know from yeah. inside and yeah. then he walked away and we never really spoke again besides like high in the halls oh how bombing me out <laughs> bombing me out 
Kids <laughs> kind of suck because they do, but they also are very limited. And when you're a kid, you don't realize that. And oh yeah, no, were you were you, te- were you like teased in high school about this stuff? Um, I mean, I was likely lucky to be the youngest, so my brother and sister had already like passed through. Yeah. Um, but I still got you know like oh you're the midget family and midget is you know a derogatory word for dwarfism and you know it would hurt because it felt like you know they were jabbing at me and you know, um, but. For the most part, people were pretty understanding. That's good. And you grew up here? Seattle. Seattle. So that's but, why. <laughs> but you are you guys all here or your sister and brother are like up north or? We, as soon as, I guess like, as soon as I graduated, everyone just kind of dispersed. Like my yeah. brother and dad moved to the east. My mom, my sister and I are here in LA. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I always thought your mom was an actress because she's so good in your content. Yeah. She used to be. She yeah? was in like Harry thought... and Henderson's and like. So she is. Yes. Your mom's an actress. Yes. Okay. I'm like, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's got such confidence. Great style. Yes. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. She's going to adopt me. She is. <laughs> I want to I, w- I want to put an application in there <laughs> for your cool ass mom, and you know that too because like you lean into that to your content. You're like when me when I'm making content and everyone just wants to see my mom. Yes, exactly. Which I mean, I get it, and like she should like she you know wanted to be an actress and everything before me. So I mean, she's finally living her dream. She did said. you did you ever think you were gonna like be in the crazy world of content creation or? Um, no, I didn't. I, that's it's still weird. Like I don't. It's hard for me to think of ideas like a lot of, you know, my friends who are content creators do. Uh-huh. And so, like, it's weird. Like, I'm like, how do you think of all these ideas? Like, I have no idea. Four in a week. I'm like, it's too much for me already. You know, yeah. I imagine like 20 in a week. You what know? are that? Yeah, I was going to say, like, most most uh, content creators, they have a content calendar and they just stick to it. Like, even like people who are younger. That's I, I a guess. big deal. That's a lot of work it's, for you to be your own boss in that way. It's too much organization. Like... It's a lot, but you're pretty organized. I mean, you have like a, you have a management team and it's like you have a book and like, I, I gotta be honest, I'm very impressed with <laughs> all the content creators that I've ever met and um, have been able to have. I had, I had Brooklyn on, do you know mm, Brooklyn? Yes. I loved her. She was like, I'm like, you guys are not what people think influencer creator people are. It's like creators, I think, I think influencer is a derogatory Me term. Me too. It's not nice. Yes. Because people always say it with the tinge, the sneer of like, I can't make money for t- for posting pictures like you can. But it's yeah. like, are you sure you want to? Because like, it's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, yeah. Or they're like, why are, like, why are they an influencer? That inf- like, they shouldn't be influencing me. You know, they get like <laughs> defensive about it, which I mean, I get too. You yeah. Know, I'm like, I don't know. They feel manipulated. Like yeah. you're not authentic. And- totally. Um, I mean, but I don't know how much more authentic you could possibly be, Pete. <laughs> That's true, I guess. <laughs> Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I mean, have you ever approached sponsored content? Like, have you done sponsored content? Yeah. And and how did you approach it so that you felt like you weren't not, like you weren't being inauthentic? What's your approach? Um, sometimes, like, I mean, for the most part, it's it, it's fine. But, like, sometimes, like, a brand will 
say like, oh, we want exactly like this. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not me. Yeah, you know? it's hard to push back on that. And then when it doesn't perform, you're like, well. I told you. I you guess know? you should just boost it. Yeah, which is, exactly. Which means put money towards the views. Um, but it's like it's it's like if you if it's frustrating because like you want to thrive as a creator who can also make sponsored content and the ones that truly only I think I've seen that do well on there are either the ones that they're paying a ton of money to it's called whitelisting or boosting um, where then it comes up in the for you page or like the front page and it's it's essentially just served to you um, or you know, the ones that are kind of just like seamlessly integrated into the person's life and the, the yeah. content they're already creating. So yeah. it, it is a, it's an, it's a weird dance that you do. Yeah. Because you don't want to like have low performing stuff and then chase off other sponsors either. Exactly. And then you don't want to, you know, put your foot down when it's like their brand. Yeah. Because then it's like, well, who am I? <laughs> Well, you, yeah, I know. I mean, like, you you are somebody, though. I don't like to hear that. <laughs> what else do you want to do outside of TikTok? Um, well, so I've been focusing a lot of, like, on YouTube and, you know, yeah. Instagram as well. But Because well, TikTok's, what is TikTok? Do you think it's going to go? I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's bad to say, but I secretly hope it does. <laughs> I mean, there goes half my paycheck. But, like, at the same time, like, I don't know. I feel like it could be so toxic. And I'm so tired of this, like, you know, everything in the media. I mean, it's just, it's just a lot, you know? Yeah. How do you feel like it can be toxic? Um, just because, you know, you watch a video and you'll just believe it, you know, and it's like, okay, this is not real or, you know, this has been manipulated or this or people are just trying to troll and, you know, stir people up. Yeah, um, there is a lot of that. Do you do you do lives too, right? I use. Well, yeah, but I used to do a lot more. Interesting. Yeah, I've never really understood the lives like I'll go live if I know I'm doing something and I just want to share it with people. But I am the millennial mindset of like, oh, I'll do a story. So like stories are still very much my love language yeah. on Instagram. But but can you explain lives to me? And maybe for anyone else who's like listening, watching, trying to yeah. understand the scope of TikTok well, influence. And you, you go on and you have something interesting to say or you're doing, you know, and then you just click live and you just talk to people, answer their questions. And but for how long do you go live? Um, I usually go live until the views start tapering. <laughs> You're like, okay, people are like, okay, people are over it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, usually it's organic, you know, usually it's like you get, you know, it's like a, an hour or two in and you're like, okay, like I'm also just really tired now. Like oh my, my voice is now hoarse. Yeah. Yeah. Of answering questions or yeah. like doing whatever. Yeah. There's some folks on there that are exclusively live, like the ASMR people that I always get served because I'm secretly like, I have a kink for ASMR. <laughs> I just listened to ASMR this morning for an hour, and I haven't in like months. So on that's TikTok funny you just or said that. through yeah. YouTube? Okay. Serenity. There's a lady named Serenity with like a bunch of numbers or something, and I was showing her ASMR content to my daughters, and my husband was like, knock it off. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't want my kids watching this stuff. <laughs> I was like, but it's so wholesome. And it's like to a degree, like I get it. Maybe it's a little off-putting to 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 to. I don't know, to kids? I don't know. I think it was yeah, like, it's a, like a weird, yeah. It's a little weird, right? But I, I I, loved it. I think sensorially, that's where TikTok gets its hooks in people, truly, is the content that's not just information, misinformation, politicized, you know, get ready with me's. Mm -hmm. um, they have all this other fringe content that kind of stimulates you as you're like scrolling and then you'll like literally watch somebody like, crack an egg open without the, the yolk membrane being ruptured. Right. Like, what? <laughs> and you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, now I'm watching it for like, you know, how yeah. many times over. 
Uh, yeah, it's an interesting place. So I do find that it's interesting that you said that it's a toxic place. So YouTube, though, like you've enjoyed kind of starting to grow your content. Yeah, I have. And it's interesting because I started my YouTube when I was a musician. So I was a musician before. Let's, yeah, you're a musician. What do you, why do I, look at my card. I'm not reading my card. <laughs> I'm throwing you off. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't really talk about it much because it was like a failed career attempt, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I was actually in a boy band, like two boy, three boy bands, actually, um, for like five years. I'm sorry, three boy bands? Yeah. During what era? When? Um, from 2014 to 2020. Wow. So I guess six years. Yeah. I mean, and it was intense. I mean, it was like, you know, you have all these like brothers every day of your life. And, yeah. Like they're friends and family. But you played music. Um, yeah. 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 I was going to say, like, you didn't like K-pop, just dance boy band. No. We, you were like a musician. You were like more the Jonas Brothers boy band. Well, yeah, we'd like to think so. I mean, we had a producer who like wrote half our, our music. But yeah. I mean, other than that. <laughs> Can we hear your boy band music online? Um, I don't know what's still on there. Okay. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure something's still on there. I what think was it called? One of them. Uh, Zero Gravity was the first one. And it was just a very like bubblegum poppy, like, uh oh, uh oh, one of those. I, love that. Um, I loved it too. It was, it was fun. <laughs> um, and then the next one was Euphoria. And then the last one was called Five West. Um, and that one was cool because we were actually able to tour around the world. It's just nobody really cared for us. You so, like opened for someone or? Yeah, we opened for Boyzone, which was. Boyzone. Uh, but it is interesting because the K-pop world has really reinvigorated uh, the pop band thing that I grew up with. Yeah. In, in the Y2K era. Yeah. And so I watch it and I'm just like, wow, our fashions are back. Like everything is back. Full circle. Yeah, it is full circle. But I think it's improved upon, which is why I enjoy using TikTok because there's like a whole hashtag, which is millennials of TikTok. And we were just talking about how we have a social media person here and her algorithm is vastly different than mine, which is vastly different from yours, which you were talking about is a lot of true crime, a lot conspiracies. of conspiracies. But that's because your content is this. Let's talk about this other content you make uh, all about <laughs> the Hotel Cecile or Cecil. 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 Yes. None of the th things I said. Okay. <laughs> but that's okay. So talk about it. I want to talk about it. People love true crime, by the way. True. Um, so I moved into my apartment before I even knew about the Hotel Cecil. And if you don't know what it is, it is a like, well, 50% of people think it's haunted. And like 50% of people think that just a lot of bad things happen there. I think it's like a hybrid of the two. But there have been like two serial killers who've stayed there and like hundreds of unreported deaths. Um, hundreds? Hundreds, yeah. Were they from like homeless people or like, cause I remember you saying, I remember watching you saying that it was, it was a tenement or something when it was COVID and downtown was like shut down or, yeah. right? Am I right? Am I? Yeah, so it turned in at uh, beginning of last year, it turned into like a homeless shelter, like low income. Um, and but before that it was empty. Um, but before that it closed in 2017. So it was actually running after like Elisa Lamb was found in the water tanks and everything. Like the business was still booming. Wait, when was that? That was 2012, I think. Wow, that was at Hotel Cecil. Yeah. Oh, you. Yeah. I remember that's the same that. Place. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy. Like so, and like so much has happened there. But what's creepy and fascinating to me is the things that like don't make sense, like that case, 
or, um, you know, the people who like, if you look online, like some of the other people who have died and they don't know why, or this lady like threw a boy out her window when she gave birth and she was like, they thought she was like possessed or she was like going through like so many unexplainable things that happened. And it's just like, well, let's get into it. Like, and that's why I love to just like, so how do you approach each of these cases? Do you just like try to like historically like Google them or? Um, I just, I, yeah, I guess I kind of just Google them. Um, but the, the meat of my content about it comes around like the things that I've seen living across the street because Uh no one was there when I was living there. And but lights were going on, weren't they? Yeah, exactly. So there were like weird curtains moving. Yes, what else? Spooky. What else? Um, there were like, yeah, curtains moving. There were lights like, um, like there was this like blue light on the very left that was for six minutes turning on and then it's turned off. Um, you'd see like shadow figures and like, I mean, I actually just posted a, like a compilation of the sightings that I found a couple days ago. So I'll send it to you. But Oh, definitely. Um, Is it on your, um, like, do you have a highlight? Of all your Cecil? Yeah. I'm saying it wrong. Cecil. Cecil. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old, Pete. I'm old. I don't know what I'm saying. Watch it as Cecil. Like, I've been saying it wrong. It's probably... (laughs) That'd be great. So, that's cool. So, do you believe in ghosts? Um, I do. But I'm a skeptic as well, though. Because I'm like, everything that you see, Pete, is a ghost. You know, like, (laughs) be real. Because, I mean, I have three blue lights behind me. (gasps) (laughs) Wait a minute. No. (laughs) When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you believe in ghosts? I do, but I'm also a skeptic. I think we're meeting of the minds here. So I grew up in Connecticut on a house that when we did, it was a hundred-year-old farmhouse. Oof. Do you see where I'm going with this? I'm excited. Okay, so my family was excavating or renovating the house. So they were digging down to build a... Um, a, a basement or something, and they found a confessional. Oh, God, no. And, oh, no. <laughs> um, when I was growing up, especially when I was in my young, younger days, like I would say like 10, anywhere from like 10 to about, well, even like 14, like it was this, it was this concept of our house has stuff happen to and around it, and we hear footsteps or like, you know, it wasn't ever so li- so much like lights would go out, but but there was an energy in our house that felt haunted. And um, and then my mom started believing it. And so she said that there was like a poltergeist in the house. And it was like, mom, shush, go to church or something, right? <laughs> and she had like somebody from the church come and bless my house. The church has a certain sect, a certain chapter that's used for um, exorcisms and blessings of the home. that they think would otherwise be haunted. And when I was a little girl, this was years later, but when I was between 12 or like 10 and like 12, I'd say, really, um, it is is said that that is when a child, like when they're prepubescent, is essentially when they're most capable of 
experiencing ghostly like interactions. Okay. Um, and so I just remember having these, but never talking about them until I was about 12 when I, when I stopped, I stopped wanting to be aware of anything that I would have otherwise thought was like ghostly. Yeah. And so I used to run from my bedroom through a hallway that led into my, my, my parents' main bedroom. And I would like snuggle in and like have, I don't know. I woke up, I was scared at night oh. and I would go and sleep with my parents, right? And when they came to bless the house, I was in my 20s and they went around the house. I'm not shitting you. They went around the house. They took this woman who was like, uh, I don't know. She was like, a, what do you call like a, not a priest. A medium. Like, she was, she, there was a priest that was there and then there was a, she was a nun. Oh. Yeah, she was a nun. And she went around and she kind of was like trying to feel like drafts, okay? Drafts in my house. And I was following them because I was just like, holy shit, like, yeah. this is really happening. Like, is this going to like, you know, is this going to like blow up everything that I thought was real? Yeah. Well, they go into that hallway that I used to run because whenever I used to run in, I felt like I was being chased. Oh, the hallway, the long hallway. Yeah. Like, this is what, this is Bible. Okay, guys, this is Bible, y'all. I'm not lying. No cap. No cap. Pete. <laughs> so they go in and they feel and they stop. And she's like, there's a lot of energy in this hallway. I'm feeling like a draft. And they had me like put my hand up against the wall. And I was like, yeah, I do actually feel some sort of a strange, like drafty, whatever. So... I don't know if it was just the, the I, I'm a skeptic, you know what I mean? And I think that I'm a skeptic out of survival Yeah. because if I truly let myself believe about anything, I, I would just be like, now I'm just like, what's the point? Like we all, you know, we live, we die, we either go out in the universe or we go to heaven or hell, like wherever it is we go, we go. Yeah. But we don't know. Yeah. And if someone's here, like that's gotta be so fucking lame to like <laughs> have to like, like lurk out um in the world and, and have to deal with, people you don't even know coming in your space. Like, <laughs> I would not want that. I would Dang. not want that. So what happened? Did they, like, did they prove that the hallway was... They blessed the house. And okay. I think that we've just kind of always had this concept of, like, it was an old Connecticut house. And, like, we just kind of shake our heads and kind of think that that house was kind of spooky. But I like to believe that a house has an energy um, from the people that live in it. And so, mm. you know, my, my family dynamic was very complex and we had, you know, four kids and, um, my parents fought a lot. So I think like part of what I love about living a, in a new build down in Texas <laughs> is that it's like, it's a new build. There's no ghosts here. Yeah. That's like, so well, you know. that was like poltergeist. Yeah. 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 I know. So I know that's true. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my two cents on that. But, okay. but Cecil yes. has, Lots of history that you keep sort of like uncovering and making yeah. content on. Yes. Were you like, I saw the other day that you were like banned from going inside. Yes. <laughs> so I don't like basically, um, <laughs> as soon as I started posting content about it, I was, I really wanted to get in. And that was right after the Netflix documentary came out. Did you watch that one? I don't think I did. You got to check it out. Did American it's... Horror Story film there? Or is that the other so hotel? It's based off of, um, the Hotel Cecil. Uh -huh. So if you look at the exterior and interior lobby, it's like exactly the same way. Ryan Murphy did that on mm -hmm. purpose to like replicate exactly. 
Um, and a lot of the events that happened on that show were like based off of the events that happened at the Cecil, allegedly. Um, so, I mean, definitely an inspiration for like a lot of, you know, different shows and movies and everything. Yeah. And so as soon as I started posting like videos about it, I like wanted to get inside. So I like started flying my drone into open windows. It like crash and like fall on the marquee. And like, basically, I don't know. I probably was like destroying the building, you know, unintentionally. And oh I feel God. bad, but it was like too fun, you know? And I was like, oh, and it was getting so many views. I was like, well, and I don't know. You're so, like, the chaos is working. Exactly. And so basically when I was talking to guards, like trying to get in, cause they hired a guard after the documentary came out because there were so many people trying to like break in and stuff. Wow. And um, they like boarded up the front and like all this stuff. And uh, they, I was being told all the time, like the owners are looking for you. Like you're <gasps> like, you can't come in, you know, they're, they're trying to whatever. Um, and so that's kind of where that came from. And I, I don't know, I, I got to stay away now because when I was there last week, um, we were actually like kind of held at gunpoint. What the fuck? I know. <laughs> I was like, am I even supposed to say that here? I'm going to say it. You anyway. can say it. Yeah, <laughs> you're fine. Um, but like you were held at gunpoint. Yes. By one of the residents and it's supposed to be, you know, low income. Yeah kind of and it's like i just get so passionate about the subject because he was supposed to the new owner was supposed to like make this a nice place and yeah and as soon as he realized you know he can like spend a lot less by turning this into you know a, a homeless shelter mm -hmm. he didn't really do anything and didn't install any more cameras and only hired one security and like on and on and on and now he's you know just kind of preaching that he's doing this for you know the poor and i'm like okay well People are, they have like guns in there and people are like dying and- And there's children hurt. in there, I'm sure. And there's one baby that was just born in the Cecil uh, about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. So it's just like, it's such a terrible area now. And I just feel so bad. They're like, you know, it's like- I, already Yeah, has. you've lived in downtown for a while. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it? Um, I need to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we I just feel. went. You know, we just, we just moved here and it was very hard to be there because I think like 10 years ago when I lived here- um, it, it was uh, it was vibrant and there was a lot of plans in place. It yeah. was gentrifying and you just kind of felt this like vibrancy to it. And now there's a there's definitely a concern for the folks that are there that are struggling and there's no other, you know, there's there's no plan, there's no roadmap, there's no intervention and it's it's very hard. But then you also are like, well, but if I'm living here, I'm 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 implicated. So I may get hurt. And so, yeah, you're making content there. That's like a next level thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I mean, maybe I'll keep it as like a studio or something. But Sure, yeah. Honestly, it's just since COVID, just the it's been such like bad vibes downtown. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. Would I, you ever live? I mean, your mom lives here too, right? Would yeah. you guys ever move to anywhere else? Haunted, maybe. maybe? <laughs> oh, God, she wouldn't. And she's like, stay away from that. I can't believe you would do that. And I'm like, Aww. Did she fine. ever watch your content and call you and be like, Pete, yes. what did you do? Oh, for sure. But what was interesting, when I got into the hotel, she called me to congratulate me, though. So I was like, oh, well, do you want to come in next time? And she's like, absolutely not. And, you know, <laughs> there she goes again. What makes your mom such a good mom? Uh, um, she's been so... She... I, I think for me specifically, we're so alike, me and her. Um, we have a lot of like the same, like I'll have a thought and then she'll have the kind of the same thought, you know? So we kind of just carry each other's energy a lot and piggyback off each other. And I just think to me, it's just so nice to have somebody who just really gets me on like such a deep level that doesn't make sense, mm. I guess. Um, She's your mama. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, um, ha I mean, has it, have you ever asked her if it's been a struggle for her over 
that you know because I'm sure that it's is her dynamic different with her other children who are like her and do you feel othered by being six foot two <laughs> <laughs> yes so um when she had me uh I had a 75 percent chance of being a little person um so they were anticipating it but I came out you know super tall um and they have to actually track you for the first two years because my mom's type of dwarfism is different than my dad's so if i was my dad's they could have identified it in the womb if it was my mom's then they have to wait the two years and so my mom was always saying you know there's no way he's going to be a little person i would like kick her and she would just fall over i was half her size when i was born imagine that what the heck i know wow so i still apologize to this day i'm like i'm so sorry yeah <laughs> because i'm sure that was like so painful oh my god um and she couldn't hold me after she was one year old. I was one year old. Wow. So um, it, it was definitely a struggle. And on who, top of who that- Who held you, Pete? My dad. Okay. My dad was um, a lot bigger and uh -huh. like stronger. Okay. Um, but even there, like I passed everyone when I was like eight. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was interesting because, you know, you go out to the store, to a restaurant or to doctors or something. And, you know, usually they'll remember your family or something, but they'll remember- everyone else and they'd be like oh who's this and mm. I'd be like oh this is our son Pete you know you've met him a couple times before mm -hmm. so like sometimes it felt like a little bit outcasted or something but right again I don't think that's a bad thing I think it's you know just something that I've had to like learn learn and uh, like relate to and um, I, I've been able to be here to like you know help my family like reach things or do things around the house and that's awesome yeah you're a good son <laughs> sometimes <a> son <laughs> Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I, I have two girls, and um, there are times when I'm like, should I try should I try for another one and try for a son or something? But, hey, you know, you get what you get, and that's and that's part of being a mom, which I'm sure your mom now <laughs> <laughs> Realizes. fully understands. <laughs> you get what you get. And, I mean, it's all sort of this crazy miracle, you yeah. know? Um, do you have plans for another one? I do not. Do not? No, okay. we're good. We're good. We're not doing that. We're not doing it, like, Pete. All done. Don't speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wish that upon me. Um, I started a little bit later. So um, I just feel like if I had started personally, if I had started younger, I probably would have had a third. Um, but um, I, I mean, it's I have two girls. They're, I'm very happy. Um, and at a certain point, once they get past, when they're both in school and stuff, you're like, do I really want a newborn? Mm. It just really does change the dynamic a lot. I bet. Yeah, it does. It changes everything. So, and speaking of future and stuff, so like where, and you said to me, okay, YouTube's a thing. The book has been great. What other goals do you have? Oh. Do you um, want to get into acting? So I started, I moved here to act actually. Right. And then, um, you know, like most people, you do something else eventually. <laughs> yeah, many um, things. Exactly. So I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, like, I think I want to, I've, I found such like a, my identity in this book and not even just in the book, but more in just the message, which is, you know, no matter how we view life, we all have a special perspective and it's, it's a strength and like we should never feel 
like, you know, we're worthless or whatever. And so I just kind of want to take that message and see where else that can take me, whether that's with ADHD, mental health, or um, maybe it's another book. Maybe it's acting. Um, Would you do a reality show with your mom? We have been approached by like every reality I, show. I would think so. And um, we just, I, I just can't do it. Um, no. Okay. My mom is like all about it. She's okay. like, I think it'd be fun and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And why don't you want to do it? I just think it like kind of pigeonholes you, okay. you know, like, and like, I don't want to be known forever as the guy that has a dwarf family, okay. you know, and like, it's something that I want to speak about forever, but it's not something I want to. Feel like that would solidify that, you know. I completely understand where you're coming from. So, like, I was a child actor, right, with Disney, yes. and so a lot of people approach me a lot. Like, recently, I've had multiple production companies being like, "Hey, like, can we can we do a thing about child actors?" And I'm like, uh, "There's a big difference between advocating and l teaching people exactly what they need to know about how to help and be a part of the solution or the yeah. or the perspective like." Get, get, showing them through your lens, right? Yeah. And then having it sanitized, diluted, mismanaged through the 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 uh, the, the guises of a reality show. Yeah. And yeah. so I completely understand where you're coming from with that. And I think you should just stick to your guns because if your instincts are truly telling you creatively this is not the right choice, I think your mom would back you no matter what. And she does, you yeah. know. And we've had talks about it and I mean, she's like, just imagine like less stress and more just people helping you. And, you know, like, I mean, there are a lot of like positives and, you know, sure. money's guaranteed or whatever. But you'd like, have to really trust the people that are producing it. Exactly. Or you just have to p produce it yourself. Yeah. Which will never I could never do that. Really? Oh my gosh. I mean, that sounds like this was a lot of work. I can't imagine. But a, you did it. You wrote this book. You know what? I don't know, man. Think big. <laughs> I'm like, I want to think big okay. on your behalf. You're I right. feel like you could do this. I think your management team could help you like. If it was something you wanted to control to really show people it through a lens, you know, I, I have other friends who are LPs and they are fantastic people and they, they have the Easter Seals Disability Challenge. My friend Nick Novicki, Teal mm -hmm. Spearling, I want to shout her out as well. She's a wonderful mom and works with Mattel. Um, and I just think there's there's so many stories of LPs that can be shared, but I think you're also unique I, I kind of almost wonder, and uh, this is the bad pitch, okay? But Pete, I'm, okay. I'm putting my hat in a ring. Yes. Um, what about if it was like a dating show for you? Oh. Okay, that's a no. I mean, that <laughs> sounds dangerous, but uh, I, I don't know. I feel like if it was some sort of like sitcom or something where yeah. it would be able, I feel like just if I was able to tell the story or like, there's so many reality shows out there about Dwarfism many anyway. That's and, true, there are. It's like, been done. Exactly. I know it's how like, you feel. Let's let's do it in a main, like in a way where, you know, it's a little bit better respected or a little bit more like serious. Now's a good time with how progressive everyone's getting, yes. you know, but. I'm here for it. I will be watching it and I will be supporting you all along the way. Heck yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> oh, well, me too. And I'm a new sister of yours because she's uh, adopting yes. me. <laughs> and she will, I promise. But please go follow Pete on socials. He's on YouTube. What are you on YouTube? Pete Monzingo. Okay. That's my name. And you're also Pete Monzingo. Uh, Prince Monzingo. <laughs> Prince Monzingo. No. Long lost Prince. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's Pete Monzingo on uh, TikTok as well. And I'm sure you're on Instagram. Yes. Are you on Cameo? No. Not yet. Not yet. Cameo <laughs> is a nice little side hustle. That's true. But yeah, and, and please go purchase the book. Where can we get the book? Um, anywhere it is sold online and then some select stores. 
cool. And also, I'm sure the link is is it in your profile? Everything, yeah, on my profile. Okay, awesome. And yes. uh, and good luck with the uh, Hotel Cecil. Thank you. Yeah, I almost feel like I almost feel like there's a way for you to help the community in the future. Yeah. It seems like you really want to help. I do. So I just to go on record, I don't think it seems like you're trying to be a nuisance. Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, it's just you know little petties once in a while, you yeah. know, between me and the ghosts or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely want to help. You well, know, bless it, bless it, bless it all. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Thank you. This was awesome. Thanks so much for checking out this episode of The Vulnerable Podcast. For clips of this episode, go ahead and check out the Podco YouTube channel. Links in the description.